Hey, everybody. Welcome to BU Only Better or BYOB Audio. This podcast was started to help listeners like you find a way to be your best self, but not change who you are. We want you to be your best you while on a journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Tune in to hear personal stories of how people face their fears and overcome their struggles to become a better version of themselves. Thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of BYOB Audio. Last week, I had the opportunity to interview Eddie Sierra, a personal injury attorney truly dedicated to helping our community after conquering law school. His strong work ethic really comes through and offers many tips to be your best self. He also gives us some legal advice. Don't worry, no charge. In today's episode, I am super excited to present to you my very own cousin, Julian Placino. He's a speaker, a podcaster, and a branding consultant with a long track record of success in helping people. He's also the host of Pathways to Success podcast, where he interviews various leaders on their journey to success. So without further ado, Julian, welcome to the show. Go ahead and take a minute to uh, fill in the blanks here. I know that's a lot to take in for our audience. Um, go ahead and expand on your expertise and what you do. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Josh, thanks for having me on. My name is Julian Placino. I'm the host of the Pathways to Success. Um, I started this off as a passion project back in 2016, and it has quite transformed my professional and entrepreneurial career. So as Josh mentioned, I podcast, I'm a speaker, and I help companies promote themselves by helping them create original content. Awesome, Julian. Awesome. As all of our listeners know, we always start the show off with a unique shot of wisdom. So what do you have for us today? You know, honestly, if there was sort of an overarching message of my life, it's this idea of stewardship. Because Josh, as you know me, I've been very entrepreneurial for the past probably decade or so. And I've tried so many different side hustles, network marketing, internet business, and real estate. And they were all good experiences, but I never achieved any kind of success with them. But not until I first discovered my abilities, used them to be of service to others. And that's what really set me off on this amazing journey, right? So I talk about this message of stewardship. And I think it's important for people to discover, deploy, and develop the talents and resources they have to be of service to others. Because that intersection for the individual really starts to carve out their own unique pathway to success. Oh, that is awesome. I think that's an extremely good piece of advice there. So you mentioned that you did several things along the way, and now you're really happy doing what you're doing. So, you know, with that said, what would you consider was your biggest struggle? We're all about stories here. So please elaborate. Yeah, I think my biggest struggle was I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what my talents and abilities were. I've always been big on finding mentors. So part of my entrepreneurial journey was sort of learning, trying to do success, quote unquote success like other people versus looking inside, right? So for the longest time, I always wanted to leverage my communication ability to create value for other people. And I always saw that was the strong kind of skill or strength that I had. But not until I found this intersection of using it to help other people did it really start to transform my career. So I think that really is one thing. One of the most important things I think anyone can can leverage and start to figure out is self-awareness to really understand what their unique strengths and abilities are and find ways to creatively use that to help other people. Because if you think about it, that's what a business, that's what a job is. So, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you... You took a while, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, not to get into ages, but let's say in sense of time, you know, how long did it take you to actually find it, what it was that you like to do? 
honestly, man, there were sort of things early on since I was even a kid, but I didn't even know it was like a strength until I started to put it into application. But it probably took me about 10 years for me to really start to figure out and to hone my craft and to figure out what it was. But honestly, I think that's the price that most people sort of have to pay to become an entrepreneur. And throughout that, even though I experienced quote unquote failure, they were all lessons that further revealed to me who I was and what I was good at and sort of where I felt like I was meant to be in the world. Hey, that that's awesome. So um, let's say, you know, a lot of our listeners, I would say are, you know, we're all at different times in our lives, you know, not everybody gets to find those, you know, you said it took you like 10 years, and you turned to mentors. So what were some of the other things that you did to try to find what it is that you like to do? I think that's an important step that a lot of people bypass. You know, Steve Harvey, you know, Steve Harvey, the comedian, right? I do. Yeah. He said that in order to find your gift, think about what is it that you do best with the least amount of effort? And I think that's a good kind of baseline to start to figure out truly what are your strengths. And for me also, it's listen to the feedback that you have. What are, what are things that people typically ask your help for? And a lot of times there's sort of general themes there, right? So it's, it's, it's a kind of a combination of what naturally do you do well? What do people ask your help for? And what do you enjoy doing? Because whenever you find that intersection of your natural strengths, your areas of interest, and what sort of helps other people, then you really are off to the races. Awesome. Awesome. So you said that you would say your biggest struggle is really figuring it out. Um, About how old were you when you really figured it out? Not until probably my my early to mid thirties, to be honest with you, because I didn't start becoming intentional about about following my passion probably since two thousand and sixteen. And honestly, Josh, the podcast it came to me at a place of frustration because I tried so many different things just to make money. But until I just started applying my talents and skills just towards something that I just wanted to go do. That's when this abundance started to come into my life. Wow. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. The reason I ask is I think a lot of people really try to just have their life figured out at such an early age. You know, you have that external pressure from society. And I think it's important to note that sometimes you don't get that revelation until a little later in life and sometimes later than others. So, you know, you should really take that pressure off. So that's why I'd ask, you know, kind of why or how long it took for you to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So... Now that we kind of covered your struggle, and then obviously that's what ultimately led you into what you are doing now. What what would you say was that moment for you that you just that your aha moment? Like, hey, this is it. This is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. So I think the aha moment for me was, so I do some philanthropic work for an organization called the Social Venture Partners of Dallas. And SVP is sort of like a shark tank, but for nonprofits. And I remember one time the CEO asked me to give a speech to the existing partners. I, at the time, was one of the younger partners there. The average age was probably 50. I was in my early 30s. So they wanted me to share my testimonial, right? And I remember just how deathly ill I was of speaking in front of this group of people, because not only was I younger, but of course, they were all company founders and CEOs and highly successful individuals. And I was so intimidated by the prospect of doing this. But I was really passionate about the mission of SVP. And this was the first time I ever really prepared for a speech and really cared about what I was going to say to this group of people. And I remember the day of the speech and then I spoke. 
And this was the first time I ever really slowed down and really poured myself into everything that I was saying. After I gave my talk, that was the first time I ever heard like a round of applause like that from me. And the CEO, he pulled me aside afterwards and he looked me in the eyes and he said, Julian, you have an amazing gift. And of course, me, I have the self-deprecating personalities like Sherman, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but you know, I started to think about it because I know you really cared about me. And then I was like, wow, so what if I do have some kind of strength in terms of communication? What should I do with it? And for me, a gift in my eyes is something that you acknowledge and receive, you open and you use it to serve other people. And that's where this message of stewardship came into play. So if there was one particular moment, it was that. It was a mentor who really cared about me that was earnestly trying to help me gain self-awareness about what I could do. Man, that is awesome. And uh, yeah, that one's great. I think that's a really cool sign because, you know, you were faced with a specific task and you had to rise to the occasion. And I think a lot of our listeners can really take that and apply it to themselves in, you know, something that's making them struggle. So I think that's really awesome advice. So let's say that, you know, we weren't able to find mentors like you, you know, you had CEOs and such, where would be a good place or a good resource for finding mentors or something like that? You know, honestly, I do a talk on mentors and I feel like anyone can find a mentors and it's, it's through this three-step process, which is ask a serve. So the first thing you should do is to ask, right? For me, a mentor is someone who's created a particular result that you can learn from. And you would be surprised about what people have actually accomplished just by asking. Like for me, when I started the podcast, I had no clue how to start a podcast. So my first email was just to my warm connections, right? This is how do you start a podcast, right? right? Yeah. And I became friends with a guy named Jason Croft, who had one of the oldest running podcasters in the Dallas area, Start of Dallas. We became friends and we hit it off, right? So you'll be surprised even just posting something on Facebook. Hey, does anyone know someone who's done X? And the reason why I like this approach is because a result does not lie. Because if you meet someone who's achieved a result, it represents a path, a way of doing something. And if you figure out what that path is in conversation, you just do it yourself and you can create a similar result. That's the, that's the first thing, right? Hey, is I've invested, and I know you have too, hundreds if not thousands of dollars in books and seminars and private coaching. There's many coaches out there who sell their services in terms of their expertise. That's the second piece, which is pay. And the last thing is serve. Most people that you want to get mentorship from are very busy individuals, and they probably get a lot of coaching requests all the time, right? So what is a way that you can serve them, meet a need for them for free and a way to sort of earn their time in exchange for information. So those are the three steps that I recommend. Ask, pay, serve. Awesome, man. That is great. And you said you made an episode on that. Um, what was the title of your episode? Oh, actually, not an episode. I do a talk. Oh. On that. So part of like my speaking curriculum is that. It's how to find mentors ah, okay. to accelerate the results in your, in your own life. But but yeah, I'll be making some additional videos. And, and also part of this whole this COVID thing, and I know this is sort of an expression of your way of changing also. But as a speaker, Josh, all of my events got canceled. All of my paid speaking events got canceled. That's a significant source of income for me, right? right? So now what I'm doing is retooling and turning all of my speeches into online courses. So that is how I'm pivoting and using this crisis to my advantage. Because before I didn't have like a product, right? It was just kind of me trading hours for dollars. But now having gone through this experience and being forced to innovate, 
it has allowed me to sort of create and do that. And I say that because finding mentors is something that, that I'm very passionate about and will become a speech, a uh, product that I'll be able to share too. So. Oh man, that is awesome. So we'll definitely be on the lookout for that. Please do keep me posted whenever that's ready because I think you have a powerful message and I think that our audience could seriously benefit from that right now. Yeah. And here's the thing also is that just because you're seeking a mentor does not necessarily mean that they are older or more experienced because Josh, you're much younger than me, right? But I have leaned on you for so much for advice and especially like with the, with the network marketing world in general business before this, we were talking about how are we surviving during the economic downturn and all that kind of stuff, right? But it really is this idea of looking at results. So that's the, one of the best ways that you can vet a mentor is to see what they've done. Not what they say, but what they've actually done, right? So yeah. you can find mentors anywhere. They might even be in your family. That's why I'm saying you have to first be clear about the result you're trying to create. And then just start asking. You will be surprised. People love to share their knowledge, you know? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I get asked questions all the time. So I mean, I'm always willing to help. And I know that you're always willing to help. I think that's just why we end up resonating so well is we have similar personalities. So yeah. I love that you're doing that, man. For sure. Yeah. So I know that you already brought up, you know, COVID-19 and the stress that it's put on you and, you know, your speaking engagements got canceled. So even with all of this negativity, you decided to make a pivot even with all of this bad that happens in the world, you know, even in the future, whenever COVID-19 is gone and we have other struggles, I think it's extremely important to stay excited about something. So what's got you intoxicated about today? I think right now, truly, it's not just me being optimistic, but it is the, it's the prospects for the future. Because a lot of times we're all super busy. That's like the most scarce resource we have. Like, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. But now, if there's one thing this whole experience is granting a lot of us, it is a little bit more time. So this is really causing me to refocus and to create for the future. And the one very tactical thing this is enabling me to do is to actually create a product, right? So a few weeks ago on LinkedIn, I created this post by C.S. Lewis. And C.S. Lewis says, he says that God whispers in your pleasures, speaks in your conscience, but shouts in your pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Now, if you believe this is true and he's trying to rouse you to do something, what do you think he's rousing you to do? And I think this is his way. This is of calling us all to attention of what do you actually value? What's really important in life? And I think if there's one positive thing that we can get from all this, it could be that. Wow, that is powerful. I have never heard that particular quote, but man, that is awesome. Definitely going to go look that up, share that. Yeah. Um, awesome, Julian. Well, thank you for sharing all of your insight. Um, so now it's time for our sips of success. These are just quick questions so our audience can learn a little bit more about you. you ready? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, so who's your biggest hero? My biggest hero? You know, honestly, probably Jim Rohn. I had, I'm a product of the professional development genre, but he's the one that really sticks out. And was kind of the godfather of a lot of the mentors and stuff that I follow now. But man, listening to his stuff that was created years and years ago, it holds up. Not just does it hold up, but it really comes at things at a principled approach where you can learn these philosophies and apply them to basically any kind of endeavor you wish to pursue. Man, that is awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge Jim Rohn fan also. So, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, what is your favorite way to de-stress? My favorite way to de-stress? Um, honestly, it's between prayer and meditation and sitting in silence. 
that in a combination, if you could do that outdoors, that seems to bring me into more of a meditative space that allows me to create more peace and calm within myself. Awesome. So what would you say was the best advice that was given to you that helped you through a tough time? That's interesting. I think the best advice that I could really give you is this idea of know thyself. Get to know who you are, right? I really believe that everyone has sort of a unique purpose in life. And the closer that you can get to figuring out what that is, everything that you do in life starts to have a very specific meaning to it. And it energizes you and it aligns all of your faculties towards that purpose, right? So get to know yourself as early on as you can in life. Get to know what you're good at, what you're bad at, what you like to do, what you don't like to do. And find that intersection, man, of your natural strengths, areas of interest, and how to help other people. Yeah, man. You know, honestly, of all of the questions that I get, that is the answer to most of them right there. Just like that. Yeah. So I think that's great advice. All right. No, I I believe it. I believe it. Okay. So go ahead and share one of your personal habits that help you be your best self. I think one of the things that is a non-negotiable, so my fiance and I, every single morning, we, we do our readings and we pray. And for me, when everything is going crazy, the one thing that allows me to really center and focus on what really does matter, and I don't know how much of your audience has like a spiritual background, but, but I do, it's the one thing that always comes constant to me, Josh. I'll be very honest. With you. Yeah, and the one thing that helps me find center. So it really is that. It's, um, it is looking to my faith. It is, practicing spirituality it has a way of allowing me to center and focus and and live life in peace in the midst of all the craziness that's happening right now right and i think that's an excellent way to start the day you know some people like to end the day that way but i think you know starting your day off that way gets you just lined up and you know ready to do what you need to do right yeah 100 very cool so you alluded to this earlier and i was super excited to hear your answer for this question um you had mentioned you said quote unquote success So um, this question is, how do you define happiness and success? How do you find, yeah, I'm the the pathways to success guy, right? You know, a question I used to ask a lot of people is, how do you define success? And the truth is, success is a lot of different things to many different people. But the one thing that ties all the definitions of success together is what you just said. It's levels of happiness and fulfillment, right? And for me, my personal definition of success is is to discover the talents and abilities God's given me, using them to help other people. Because I believe that process connects people to God. You know what I'm saying? So I think it really has something to do with that. It is, you won't find happiness in the accumulation of the material. It has something to do with being able to contribute, with being able to live a mission and a purpose. And I don't think a lot of people give that some thought. And I think if there's one thing we can use this time right now, it's to figure out what that is. Because once you figure out what that is, you can live with a real sense of purpose and meaning. Awesome. Very, very powerful message. Well, Julian, we are now approaching last call. So this is your time to share some parting piece of advice, anything that you'd like to add in. And then go ahead and end with the best way that people can connect with you. Yeah. You know, one of the ways that I disseminate truth when I'm learning things is how many times can you hear the same message appear within a different set of contexts? And truly, if my life's message was something, it was this idea of stewardship. My life did not transform until I really figured out what my strengths were and how I could use them to creatively help other people. Also, as a professional recruiter, right? I've hired 
hundreds of people, coach thousands of people into finding jobs. That commonality all exists, right? The highest level performers in the world always have a great sense of self-awareness. So it really is that. It's get to know who you are. All right. And then go ahead and how can, uh, what's the best way that people can connect with you? You can find me at julianplacino.com. That's J-U-L-I-A-N-P-L-A-C-I-N-O.com. You can also search my name on any platform. I'm most active on LinkedIn and find me. I'm fortunate to be the only Julian Placino that's ever existed. So you can just Google (laughs) my name and I'll show up as your first search result. Awesome, man. Julian, it was a freaking pleasure. One to catch up with you, (laughs) but then also just to hear your words of wisdom. It's, it's always truly inspiring just to be able to hear you speak. You know, you're an amazing speaker. And I know that our audience really loved listening to you today. Awesome. Well, I enjoyed being with you and your listeners. And I love you, man. And I love everything that you're doing. I love everything that you stand for. And I wish you all the best and excited for the future. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of BYOB Audio. We hope you found something valuable from the story shared today. Make sure you subscribe and share with someone who may need to hear something from this podcast. See you next time, but here's to you on your journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Cheers.